0: Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Monet. The Influence Podcast is a place where I sit down with influencers in the faith, entrepreneurs and creatives to have combos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. This is also a space where my friends and I will discuss certain cultural topics like dating, modesty, friendship, and sex, and how our faith has influenced the way we think about them. Have you ever wanted to get inside the mind of a man? There have been so many analogies of how men come from Mars and women from Venus, or that men's minds are like waffles and women's like spaghetti. But whatever you think, I've done a little digging so you don't have to continue to wonder why men think the way that they do. In a series of three episodes, I've gathered male friends of mine, married and single, to answer questions that women want to know about men. And let me tell you, it gets deep. In this episode, I sit down with my friends Derek and Jerry to discuss some spicy topics, like how they feel about a woman shooting her shot or showing interest, understanding the importance of rest in every season, and how toxic masculinity can take on various forms. You will definitely gain a lot of wisdom from this episode, so buckle up. So, Jerry and Derek, welcome to the podcast. So like I mentioned, we are answering questions that women have about men. And so I received about 40 questions from women about things they just want to know about men, maybe questions they're too afraid to ask or things that they've always wondered that they're like, well, why do you guys do that? Or what's the deal with that? And so you guys are here to kind of answer those questions. And so jerry i know you've been on the podcast before with your wife nish uh, just kind of sharing your story and derek this is your first time on the podcast and so if you guys could just introduce yourselves to the people and let them know who you are
1: i'll go first as she just said my name is jerry i was on the podcast before with my lovely wife Nisha. um we are both the campus ministers at coastal carolina university and um, fun fact, I have a game named after me called Fast Jerry, and I also have a brand new son who's just a month old, also named Jerry. So lots of Jerry going oh, on in my in my world, but it's-, <laughs> it's a pretty good world to be in.
2: We love to see it. For those of you have who have not played Fast Jerry Uno, it is the best thing. The best <laughs> thing.
1: Put them on, bro. Um, Put them on.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> So my, my name is Derek Williams. Uh, I am also a campus missionary at the George Washington <laughs> University. My GW students, throw your doves up. Um, <laughs> so they call me D. Will in the Philly streets, but I'm no longer in the Philly streets. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I actually got two. So one is I survived ziplining in the mountains of Puerto Rico. Um, I got stuck halfway and had to pull myself all the way over to the other side um literally Yeesh. like look down panicked and i'm like lord help me <laughs> and pull myself over to the other side my other fun fact is i am a big fan of love is blind i watched the entire season three so now you're a fan of dope.
0: love is blind there remember when we were <laughs> I talking am. about this back in may and you were like why would anyone ever watch that
2: but that was before I actually got a chance to watch it. That journey is fire.
0: <laughs> you gotta watch season one. That's the best season. The OGs. The only people on that show that are even still together to this day.
1: So I have a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this show Love is Blind but is it anything <laughs> like Love at First Sight?
0: Oh Married at First Sight?
1: Yeah is it anything like Married at First
0: Sight? Um, uh, In a way like but not really because on love is blind they actually get to know each other they just don't see each other like love is blind it's more like the the experts putting them together based on data That's, so it's looks. a little different yeah so it's also not based on looks because like they don't see each other until after they're engaged and then after they become engaged so they get blindly engaged That's and crazy. then yeah and then they see each other and they get to experience Life in the quote unquote real world for like a month, and then they get married or not married
1: at the end. Okay, of it. I like yeah. it. I like it. I mean,
2: bro, it's, looked- it's so spicy. <laughs>
1: See, the, the you the gotta watch it. Like, like I'm imagining, like, man, I have great conversations, and then she look like a chinchilla in the face, and then I'm like, <laughs> not a so chinchilla. Like, what not do I, I uh, do? Jerry?
2: Like? <laughs> <You dare you? laughs> it's just. This is my thoughts. I, mean. show. I feel like people be capping in the show. Be like, "Oh, you what look you so mean? great."
1: <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's what I'm saying.
0: Okay? Well, what were they supposed to say? Oh, you're so ugly. You look like a chinchilla. Just be who you are. <laughs> they, know you <laughs> they, know you, they know you now. They because, know. They know you now. But that's also like the premise. Like, is love really blind? You know, it's blind like,
1: It's blind until I see. you. <laughs> 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 really? is no longer blind. <laughs>
0: No, but that's real, because there was a guy on the second season, first of all, he's just a problematic person overall, but he, like, saw the woman who he engaged to, and when they met, he was, like, all over her, rubbing on her, all the stuff, and then later on, he was like, I don't know if I'm, like, attracted to her, blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's not what you said when you first met her? Like, (laughs) Reality sets
1: in. Was it Chiller Syndrome? (laughs)
0: But she was, but she was really pretty. I was like, okay, he's clearly blind. Like literally, yeah. He He had a lot of other issues, and I was just like, you're probably one of the most problematic people I've ever seen on reality TV.
1: Please, I don't want to stay on this topic long, but there's always one really problematic person. (laughs) I'm like, how did they make it through all the testing? Like how? Like nobody likes you in real life. Like how how did they?
0: They gotta have somebody problematic. They gotta have a villain. So they're like, oh, this person is great. <laughs> Let's put them on. <laughs> right.
2: Who is problematic in season three for you, Bree? I'm curious.
3: Uh,
0: I feel like... I couldn't really root for any of the couples except for one. Alexa and Brendan, okay. I was rooting for them from the beginning. Yeah. But I feel like if anybody, like, low-key, they're all kind of trash. <laughs> um, but I think, what's the name? Bartiz, he really got on my nerves. I, I knew it. <laughs> he
2: got on everybody. <laughs> 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 I knew it.
0: But I think on the other side of things, like, now seeing, like, all the things that came out, like, Zena Blowkey, I can't.
2: Damn, I'm like... <laughs> Wow. I didn't think he deserved all, all of that. I ain't gonna spoil it for nobody because you know your <laughs> listeners might still wanna watch. But just just know it has my co-sign and it gets spicy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's too much. It's even the aftermath of like finding out about people, like after everything ended, I was just like, I can't do it. It and SK and Raven, but yes. I wish we were here to talk about that because I think that would be fun, but we're not. But we will get into some relationship questions. But to start, we'll start off with a non-relationship question um, because I know Christian men just love to talk about dating and relationships and all those things. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. The first question is, if you could speak to your 18-year-old self on his birthday, what would you say?
2: Okay, I'll go first um i actually just had a birthday last week so I just turned 26 <laughs> 18 is eight years ago so that's 2014 i graduated high school in 2015 so I was my junior year of high school mm. um first thing i would say is bro you need jesus <laughs> like <laughs> like it's it's, it's crazy because I, I i i think about it now just how literally the first 20 years of my life i did not walk with christ and it's just I literally don't know how I got through all of the stuff that, you know, just life throws at you. Yeah. Life just throws stuff at you naturally. And it's like to ha- not have anything that like keeps you rooted or keeps you anchored. I have no idea how I got all the way through it. Um, so that'd be the first thing for sure. The second thing I say is, uh, but that relationship you ain't, you need to get out of that joint. <laughs> um, Run. Cause I think, I think, um, for guys especially like where where i grew up
1: your value
2: comes from um the relationships with women that you have um yeah. the amount of women that you're getting um and i feel like i was looking to that relationship for uh validation and affirmation mm-hmm. and, and really just like my value and, and like it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't healthy because like okay when that when that thing is going good i'm good but you know you know how relationships are they always yeah. are like it's like a pendulum you just never know where you stand and if my value is derived from that then it's just like I'm always in a constant state of fluctuation so that would be the second thing I'd say the third thing I'd say is um I would expose myself to more things that I maybe would like to do and try new things Mm -hmm. I feel like for me it was you do sports and that's it pretty much wow and it's like there's so many different things that you can try to try to like learn yourself and learn what it is that you like. Um, mm-hmm. I would have tried, you know, instruments, um, uh, the arts, yeah. um, photography and all of that stuff. I would have just tried a lot more stuff and expose myself to a lot more stuff, to get to know myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause you kind of fall in line with like what's popular, what most people right. are going towards. And it's like, I enjoyed those things, but I really feel like, I'm getting into that stuff now and I'm trying to explore that stuff now and I wish I would have did it all uh a while ago so
0: yeah. yeah it really helps to just shape you as a person and help you get different thoughts on different things
2: right and you tried everything under the sun <laughs> so I know you know
0: <laughs> I did literally all the things you said I did all of them what about you Jay
1: I would go back and tell my 18 year old self I don't have a uh a three-point servant like uh Pastor D will have, <laughs> but I'm going to try to see if I can cook up a little something. Um, I was thinking about the question, mm-hmm. and I would remind myself to have soft hands. Just meaning, like, don't hold on to everything as tough as I did. Mm. Similar to what was said before, I definitely held on to a relationship for a combined total of five years. Oh, wow. And the result of that is absolutely nothing. <laughs> We're not <laughs> together anymore. It did not end yeah. well. It wasn't pleasing to God, even though I was still living for God. I was not yeah. completely wild, but that had nothing to do with him. He was in every other part of my life. I wanted to remind myself not to hold on to certain friendships that I had. I held on to them pretty much with everything that I had, thinking, like, you know, I'll never have... Mm best friend like this or another kind of bond with somebody like this and that just wasn't the truth I had tons of other friends and other people in my life people who my friendships are stronger with and what they're based off it's not just based off we had class together but it's based off we want to do life together so it's not a forced thing it's a choice thing and that Mm. means so much more that's good
0: that's really good. I love that you guys both touched on just like, even though they were romantic relationships, but just it's okay that relationships change, but also that like, if it's not honoring to God, like you gotta let it go. And so in terms of being honoring to God, one thing that is honoring to God is marriage. And so um, in order to get to marriage, you have to date. And so when are guys, when do they consider themselves to be ready to seriously date? I actually want to, I want Derek to touch on it first, because you're in a relationship. And so I want you to, and it's probably, no offense, but it's a lot fresher than Jerry, Um, (laughs) (laughs) to speak to like, when did you
2: know you were ready to seriously date? That's a good question. First, I want to say shout out to my honey bun, Jasmine. <laughs> yes. I love you. <laughs> she, like, literally an amazing woman of God. Um, super, super awesome um, and great friend. Um, so for me, before I started dating Jasmine, and we've been dating for seven, seven months now, seven months and what's the day, the 14th? Seven months and 14 days. I know down to the day. Yes. Uh, so I think for me, when I was in first, I'll kind of like share a little bit about my, my story. Um, yeah. When I was in college, I was, I was in a relationship. Um, I only had one person that I like dated. Like that was my girlfriend in college at Howard. And that was not honoring God at all either. And I realized that like, cause I got saved when I was in college and mm-hmm. like, had a true and genuine encounter with Jesus and I would bring her out the Bible study too. So she would come and it was dope. And, you know, we were both in Bible study. Um, but I realized after a certain amount of time that she was coming because she liked me and Mm. I was there rather than it being for her. Yeah. So when it really got real, I was still going out. I was still, you know, and this is not to not to knock her, because I think there's a lot of things. Right. Rather than point the finger to somebody else, i rather just look at myself. Mm-hmm. Um. But I felt like the closer that I was getting to God, the further we were growing apart. Mm. Um, and honestly, when you are not like walking in purity in a relationship and you break up, like yeah. this is just very real hurt that happens. Yeah, Like, in pain and just, like, things that sh- it's, it's just real. I say that to say that happened in, what, 2019? And from that, I'm like, okay, I need to take a break from dating yeah. um, and know who I am in Christ, know my identity in Christ, and get to know myself more
3: mm-hmm. before
2: I'm ready to actually step into um, a dating relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's honestly what I, what I, what I did. Um, I gave a lot of stuff up during that, um, that time. Um, so I gave up my relationship. I gave up leadership positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of had a like fresh start to really like put God first, Yeah, um, became a student leader in our Bible study and like really experienced the most growth in my walk with, with Jesus than wow. I ever had. Um, yeah. and, decided to go into campus ministry too. And it's just like for me, knowing who I am in Christ, um, knowing my identity as a son, knowing um more so like what God has called me to do, because I feel like mm-hmm. He's called me to do ministry long term. And it's like, how are you gonna date if you don't know your purpose? Because yeah. you know, for a man like your wife is supposed to, to help you. Um yeah. how can she help you when you don't know what you got you, you don't know <laughs> what you want to do? You know? All right. Um so I think for me it was really gaining my identity in Christ, understanding like what God was was uh pointing me to, what road mm-hmm. he was walking me down, and then just uh finding honestly um a person that I could see see a future with. So yeah, that's what it is for me. I
3: love it.
0: Jerry, what about you? When did you know you were ready to date seriously?
1: That's a good question. Um, but some of my story is pretty similar. Okay. So, what he just said, it was at the end of a five year relationship um, when I was really like, nothing came of that. We broke up and there was lots of sadness. And um, at that moment, I, I, I prayed and I was like, I'm serious. I was committed to it. Right. And I was like, after, at this point, I was 20 years old. So, I had spent a quarter of my life is God.
3: Mm.
1: Those years back and I have nothing to show for but sadness and regret
3: yeah
1: and I said okay God I don't ever want to date another woman unless it's the woman I want to marry Mm -hmm. and I was like I understand that like right now I'm saying this but like in five months I may not feel like this but like hear my heart now because I know that's the best thing for me and so I went through a similar process like I just was like look I knew I was about to move away to college in about five or six months. This is why I was like, in five months, I may have different thoughts. Um, But I dug into the Bible, dug into scripture, and I really just began to see God and find him more for myself. Like I said, I was a Christian, Mm. but i like, I would have made him like heaven, by like by an inch. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't have, would have been, like, a well done. Like, you barely made it. Bro. Like, you did, like, the bare minimum. You got a D in all of your things. You got, like, a 2.0 GPA in heaven. Like You just barely made it. Uh, you did, like, extra summer semester to get extra credit made it. And it was that kind of situation. And, um, <laughs> but I prayed, and he honored the prayer. And, and I had yeah. to turn down certain relationships and people who really just weren't for me. Um, I had to learn that I was a bad judge of character. Um, mm. just Because she's a bad chick, she actually might be bad for you, and that may be yeah. in bad relationships. And so sometimes we get caught up on the looks. And so we mm-hmm. talked about love is blind, and sometimes we need to have don't be blind to what's going on, but we need yeah. to be aware of because sometimes the things that we're looking for are not good for us.
3: There mm. are just things
1: that are out there, but it doesn't mean it's good for us. And so once I had to do work on myself not getting in a relationship and then trying to change because that does not yeah. work. I did the same situation. I tried to take her to church for years. She went because I was at church, but not because she wanted Jesus. Yeah. I wanted Jesus and she wanted me. And so she found that mm. I was- there's a song that says, um, it's talking about the relationship and it's like, really, she's not really there for God. She's just there for the guy. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that was, that was me. And I was in the tug of war where it was like, Sometimes she would pull me her way. Sometimes God would pull me his way. And he's not going to fight over me. He's just like, I want you to love me. And so he was like, I'm going to give you a choice. And I was like, yeah, I want you. But I need help to get out of this. And he opened the door. And I was like, all right. I, I definitely asked for it. So all right. And um, it was the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, I got a wife that I love now and a beautiful yeah. baby. I'm here with me. Um, but it took me doing the work to find out. That now that I've done the work in me, I became the husband that I need to be so that when I find a wife, she's not just in stasis waiting for me to get myself together. I'm husband ready now.
3: Uh I was talking
1: about let's get my credit score together. Let's get our finances together. Make sure you take care of your mental health. Like Make sure that when she comes to you, you have something to to offer her and you're not just another task on her task list. She's not looking for a private, she's looking for a husband. And I'm not looking for a woman that I have to build up from the ground. I'm looking for you already to be a wife. So that when we come together, we're already what God is like calling us to be. And we don't have to be everything that He's called us to be, but we at least got to have started the process. And so once I was in that mindset, I think that 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 hit the moment of we're like, I think yeah. I'm ready. There was still a lot more to go. I mean, so much more to go. But I was at least, I at least started yeah. the process.
0: Yeah. I love it. So good because projects get put out. We don't do projects. And so, you mentioned something about just like being ready. And I feel like that's a sentiment that I hear a lot of men talk about like they have to get these things in order in order to be ready. And so, what are some of those things that men might feel like they have to have together before they can even take that step? Or do you feel like men don't have to have it all together. Like, what are you guys' thoughts?
1: I'll, I'll go, just because I just mentioned some of those things. I think it depends where you are in life. Okay. At this moment, I was 22, 22 years old. I graduated college a little late. I started, flunked out my first semester, went back into okay. community college, and then did three years. So I graduated in 2018. So my story is a little untraditional. So you twenty 22 and I'm a junior. Don't don't come for me. It's just, it's just my life. <laughs> most people are done or just are like almost done Um, Yeah. at this moment um, I was a junior in college and so because I was a junior in college where I needed to be was different than a man maybe in his 30s where he's already been in the workforce he's in a career he's had even if he didn't go to college he's had enough years to work up to a place where he's a substantial contributing person and he can now have a family that he can support Um, and so I think per level there are different requirements. Like,
3: mm-hmm. I didn't
1: have a 401k because I was trying to pass my exams. Right. But if you, had you should have a, you gotta have a, I mean, you gotta have like a million in your 401k, but at least have a savings plan, a savings account if you are 32 because the world right. is looking for you to be a stable man. And so I, what I did, honestly, I talked to other married men and I was like, I wanna be in your shoes. And sometimes there's not, It's not a lot. It depends. Where I grew up, there was not a culture of mentorship. I had never heard. I heard people having mentors. And I was like, just some dude you talk to? Because that's all I had. (laughs) Um, I mean, people sit down and intentionally pour into your life. I didn't have that. So Mm -hmm. I started talking to them. And they started giving me. I mean, I never thought about going to credit commerce and seeing my credit score was.
3: Mm, i had no idea yeah. but it was
1: like "But you want to buy a home you want to have a mortgage you're going to want to support her and what you right. have and what she wants to come together how mm-hmm. much debt like i had a little bit of money to pay off school so i'm not going yeah. to, i'm not graduating with a hundred thousand and a hundred thousand dollars in debt but if you right. do do you have a, like a good financial plan to pay that off
3: because you don't want right.
1: to be paying all your paychecks to student loans And Like, do you want to travel one day? Like, there's a lot of almost little things that we had to think about. And as I got those things together, you're never going to be all the way together. But you want to be farther than where you are right now. And just have a good starting space.
2: Well, I haven't taken the next step yet. So, (laughs) you know, I'm... uh... I guess I, could, I can't speak like Jerry can. Uh,
0: but even in but terms uh, of like dating, I feel like sometimes guys are like, oh, I have to have this in order and that in order before I can even date someone.
2: That's real. Um, so I think I think for me, part of like even like stepping into dating was mm-hmm. one, do I feel like I'm at a place where, again, I know my identity in Christ. Am I at a place where I'm just at a healthy space? um yeah period and like just through all the stuff that you know we just go through and then i think too like has god actually like called me in this season to like be open to dating i feel like for for me when when i met jasmine honestly we were just getting to know each other as friends down at the school of campus ministry and like out of everyone else like she was just she she stuck out amongst um I think everyone else. Um, and I really felt God like leading me in that direction and just praying and, you know, seeing um, like, God, is this just me or is this, is this you? Is this you calling, calling us together? So I think for, for dating at least, um, I would say just understanding one, are you, uh, can you actually like see a future with this person? I think, you know, you always want to date with the intention of, uh marriage. So I that'd be one thing that I'd say. Two, I, do I have my stuff together um you know financially. Not that it has to look at a certain point, but um when I think of uh, a husband, I think of you know someone who, who leads, I think of someone who provides, I think of someone mm-hmm. who protects. Um so am I in a position to um be able to do that? And you know, understanding like what does what does that look like too? Yeah. So I think kind of like to what Jerry was saying, being able to like steward my finances well, which I'm still growing in, honestly, um, but I don't feel like I'm in a bad place. Am I able to, am I able to like really care um, for people well, which I think is like, you know, really key, especially in in, in marriage, because, you know, you're supposed to love your wife as as Christ loves the church and sacrifice. Um, So am I actually able to do that? Is that something that I am, Willing to do, and then I say too, like, just am of course, like, am I being led by Christ? Um, if there's still stuff that you know I'm struggling with, or um, not to 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 say that like you'll ever be perfect, but mm-hmm. um, are there any like glaring areas in my life that I just need to address first before I step into a dating relationship? So I would say, I would say all of that is something that I thought of. I don't feel like honestly, there's ever a point you get to Chris like, okay, I'm like, you know, yeah. <laughs> ready, ready. Cause I, I think ultimately it's still a step of faith, right? Right. Um, You still like, if you feel like God is like, like, hey, listen, like this is, this is where you need to step. I feel like you still need to to, to do that in faith. Cause there's nothing, um, I remember looking at a Preston Perry video, uh, <laughs> literally the other day, and he was like, nothing prepares you for marriage than actually getting married, you know? Hey. I think as men, I think there's very real practicals to it because you want to Mm -hmm. set yourself up well and you want to dig a good foundation for the marriage that you want. Um, But also um, a lot of times, sometimes we'll let fear hold us back from actually like stepping into it and understanding Mm -hmm. that you can have where you want to go um, and where you want to get to. But I think also understanding like, are those things like, I want to say kind of like measurable Mm -hmm. or even just like, Something that you can be like, okay, I, I'm here, versus some general thing where you keep kind of like pushing it down the road and pushing it. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, that would, that would be what I would say from my experience.
1: Cool. If I could, if I could add two points, yeah,
0: to. please. Um,
1: <clears throat> I think when he said, "There's no better prep for marriage than being made. like there's in every job, there's like you know, there's a there's a manual like yeah. this is what you should do. And then it's like, nah bro, throw that manual away <laughs> and you on the job. That's not how anybody does this job. I don't know how many handbooks I'm like, oh that's great. And then like I get on the job, they're like, bro, I don't know what's in that handbook. I ain't with that handbook since <laughs> I got <laughs> I threw it away in the trash in the office after I got Girl. Out. like and from married. I mean, I did the marriage prep, I did classes, I read books, I watched sermons, and yeah. then I got married. And I was like, <laughs> it's not. Anything, it's not bad, but it's work. You got to be committed to to doing the work. Mm
3: -hmm. He mentioned the
1: verse, you have to love your wife like Christ loved the church. So the moment that he gave himself up for her, are you willing to give up? In an argument, are you willing to win or are you willing to lay down your pride so that you can have harmony in your house? Mm Because only one of those things can survive. I've heard it said you can either be right or you can be reconciled, but you can't have both. And there's yeah. been plenty of times I'm, a, I'm dead to write an argument. She's wrong. But my response to her was disrespectful. And at that mm-hmm. point, i lost. My yeah. testosterone and energy, masculine energy, that's all great and useful, but in the wrong context, it's abusive. And so mm. one of the scariest wow. verses in the Bible to me as a husband is it comes from Ephesians it's actually first uh, Peter chapter three, verse seven, it says, you know, likewise, lo- husbands live with your wives in the understanding way, showing honor to her as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers are not hindered. So Jesus is like, yo, if you disrespect her, I'm a, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hear you, bro. So like mm. if you treat her as the weaker vessel, he's gonna treat if you, you if you devalue her as weak, he will devalue worth like just because she's weaker doesn't mean she's worthless. And yeah. just because you can attain some power over her, you don't have power over God in the same way. I need God to hear my prayers so much that I'm like, look, you're right, you got it, boo. Yep, you got it, boo. Like you got it, cause I need the, I need Jesus to hear me tonight. I need some right. stuff in my life, and I can't let the win in this small moment be the thing that takes me away from God, cause that's the foundation. Mm. Without Him, I'm already divorced. Like that's it. The moment if I ever say I don't need God, mm. divorce papers have already been signed. Like I don't know what we're mm. talking about. It, yeah. i get the kids on weekends and holidays or do you like at that point without yeah. god i'm not un- unsafe people stay married i don't know yeah i don't know what it is and i don't know how they have happy sustainable marriages because i'd be praying every day and it's, mm-hmm. i love my wife yeah. <laughs> she loves me it's just like we're people and sometimes we c- we can bring the worst out of ourselves for the people we're supposed to have the best for i'm supposed to give the best to myself to my wife but I'm at work yeah. for eight hours and people are pissing me off and treat me like crazy and, and people in the streets and I'm done with the world. And then I come home and I'm like, all right, cool. There's all my weight for all my life. Oh, also, I want dinner to cook tonight. And she's like, bro, did you not see my whole life before this? And so it's yeah. all her stuff, all my stuff. And it takes work. Like the first two years, I felt like that was like the real on the job training. Mm. And then we kicked it. And I was like, okay, we're here. Years three and four, well, we living good. But it took those yeah. first two years, it wasn't bad. It we weren't like, oh man, I'm sick of this. But it's just like, oh yeah. marriage prep didn't prep me for that moment. Mm. But but the gospel, when Jesus, when the, when Jesus said the Holy Spirit will lead you into all, all truth, he's gonna help you hold that tongue because you know you shouldn't say that one thing. You know yeah. you should not do that, even though even though you may have the right to, everything that's possible isn't profitable. But I'm done preaching stuff. So that's it. <laughs>
2: right
1: thank you pastor j we love right it.
3: for the five point
0: <laughs> not three but five <laughs> so in terms of that even getting to the dating part the marriage part there's things that come before that and so how do you even show a woman that you're interested like what does that look like
2: so for me um I love I love being able to uh I love being able to get to know Jasmine and community. So I think and I I know a bunch of people have different styles but when we were when we were down in Nashville with our cohort of of people um mm-hmm. I got the chance to just like get to know her along with everybody else. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I feel like it's really a safe environment to get to know someone because, like, when you're in a group of people, you're not fronting for nobody. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, versus you going on a one-on-one date, like, you trying to, like, bring your best self. Right. Um, you know, put on. Um, not that that's a bad thing, but yeah. I think being able to see somebody in the context of a group, it allows you to be able to um, really just see who they really are, see how they interact with people. um see how um you know just yeah literally like just how they are genuinely um and i think that that was some that was something that was like really uh dope for me and from there it's just like in the in the terms of the group how do i how do i like be around her um and get to know her like intentionally right um so it's like if we're going like we used to do like game nights um You know, we will all go on a walk for lunch. So it's like, how can I actually like get to know her, but in a group setting and see like, okay, what is it that she values? What is it that Mm -hmm. she's passionate about? Um, What, um, where's God calling her? Um, You know, cause like, I feel like for us to be um, together, like where we're called has to kind of like go in the same direction. Not that we have to be called to the same thing, but yeah. again, um, being called in the same direction is God taking us in the same direction. So, I think for me it was like, how do I kind of like strategically place myself to be close to her, get to know her <laughs> in that group setting, and just get you to gotta know give us the did. tips.
0: How did you do it, Derek?
2: Yeah. So one thing is definitely understanding like what it is that uh, that she likes, or mm-hmm. even just like different things. Like if I know she's going out to something. I yeah. most likely probably be there, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and like creating those moments. Like I know both of us, we like to work out. So creating yeah. spaces where it's like, okay, let's, uh, who all wants to go work out, go for a run uh, yeah. and kind of just like chill and like coming, you know, doing that, and coming out to that. Even uh there's one, cause she went, she, she went to a HBCU too. She went to Texas Southern. Yeah. Um, and I went to Howard, you know, for all my Howard <laughs> um, so there was one time down in Nashville where uh we went to uh Tennessee State and okay. we would do evangelism on the campuses. So it's like I went to HBCU, you went to HBCU, we might as well evangelize together, um, <laughs> you know, at, at, at TSU. You know, so just to see like her passion for the gospel that like she's evangelizing in, you know, yeah. preaching the gospel to people. So I, I think those were things, um, that I tried to set up and tried to do um, in order to get to know her in a, in a bunch of different aspects.
3: No, Let you. me know if that
2: answered your question.
0: <laughs> it did, it did. It showed how you showed her that you were interested in her by being around, by being intentional in the time, but also in what you were selecting, you know, to do, or even just suggesting in the context of a group. And like you said, everyone has their styles. And so some people might not do groups or want to or have, yeah. I mean, I think it is safe to date in the context of community. right? Um, but, you know, that might not be everybody's story.
2: Right. Okay. So one one thing I, I want to add on to is like, mm-hmm. I didn't want her to know necessarily that I liked her um, Got it. because I wanted there to be, um, I wanted us to get to know each other, like genuinely as friends yeah. first. I think one of the things that i'm really big on is like before i have to date somebody i got to be cool with them and like be yeah. able to like genuinely kick it with them <laughs> before i date them like yeah and again like that's just that's just my style yeah so i didn't want there to be any um yeah i just wanted it to be genuine um even like at the school i asked her out on the last day because mm-hmm. like if i had asked her out any any earlier one she got the chance to say no. So it'll be awkward. The rest of the, you know, the rest is Um, but two, even if she did say yes, then it's just us relating to each other more than everybody else. But I yeah. wanted her to get the opportunity the chance to be able to relate to everyone the same. And then for me too, I wanted yeah. to yeah. be able to, you know, get to know everyone and not just fixate on her. Um, yeah. So that was just the way that I, that I went about it. I didn't want her to know that, but the whole time I was praying and just like, like i really do like this girl um but let me just chill yeah. for you know
3: <laughs> yeah what do you think jay
1: i feel like we basically went like we went <laughs> to live the same lives it's crazy <clears throat> community is key bro like that's just it like i mean a, a lot of what he just said like mm-hmm. in the community group especially like when people are around their friends they just are who they are they yeah. laugh however they want to laugh they act how they want to act like there's yeah. no, there's no show to put on
3: mm. and so
1: when i like i transferred from community college so i was a new kid like i'm just <laughs> that dude now y'all been friends for years like and so right i'm coming into what's already been established and i'm i'm, I'm looking like i'm like okay okay all right okay that's what's okay that's what's over there all right cool you say you love Jesus, but I'm not seeing this. I'm going <laughs> go back over here. Like, it's just, you, you get to scout. <laughs> That's right. no key. Um, and like like what you were saying, you get to see who's just genuinely a cool person. Like, yeah. but how uh, fast J came about is because I literally carry Uno cars with me. Everywhere I go, they're always in a the backpack. They're always in my <laughs> car. Because I'm like, yo, if we go out to dinner, and God forbid we go out to IHOP. You know it's gonna take forty-five minutes for my order to come back. <laughs> Not many games, Uno I can play with that time. So many games. So much trash I can talk a lot of trash. And so in the moments, like we're just building relationships, and laughter yeah. lowers people's natural defenses, and so right. they're more open and welcoming. And when you're in that group. You can be laughing with these people and making them laugh and everybody else is just it's contagious laughing. But you look you checking for homegirl over here. That's who you really want. Right. But you, you, you ain't gotta let the cat out of the bag. So it's like what he was saying, you're like, okay, yeah, okay. Take these notes. Yeah, good. that was that was funny. You can like be over here and be, you know, really trying to relate with everybody. You don't have to put all of your attention to one person. And you don't have to um even put the pressure on them to feel like they have to be something to be with you yeah um, and so community was safe for me um how i did it is quick like testimony i got hit yeah. somebody hit me in a car my car was total i, I was not at fault um it was a drunk driver i survived. i walked away praise god yeah all that's to say is when i went to college i didn't have a car and there's a song talking about he a scrub because he's hanging out his back <laughs> my ride was cool until somebody ran into it and yeah. turned it into like Bought up a aluminum foil and threw it away. So it was not a scrub. I was waiting on like the insurance money to come in. All right. That's like real good story. So I didn't have a car when mm-hmm. I met my, at that, at that point, friend who lived down the street from me. So I was like, hey, yo, like, can I get your number? Because y'all doing this church thing afterwards. It's my first Sunday here. I don't yeah. have no car. Like, how can I go? And she was like, yeah. And so I got her number. not I don't know oh, nothing. Like, we were just, this is a girl who's in my class and this is the yeah. only way. I, only person i know here she invited her between her and another guy who were in my class they invited me and mm. so we just started hanging out like legit she just drove me to the place where everybody was at and i hung out with everybody and she took yes. me home because i lived two minutes walking distance from her house that mm. is it but in that car we begin to talk and i was suddenly like yeah like you know one day i want to be married and this is what i'm looking for in a wife and she's asking me questions and i'm asking her questions yeah. And at this point, it's no pressure because I'm just a random dude. <laughs> and, but slowly but surely, we begin to rebuild. Um, my past used to always say proximity breeds intimacy. And just like you're yeah. close together. You're going like, to continue to share parts about your life. I'm not dumping all of my world on her, but she asks a question. I give a genuine answer. I have nothing to hide from her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not my girlfriend or even a girl I'm like focused on fully. She's just a ride. Like she's she's my my first friend. And she's a she's a ride to church and everywhere else because I didn't have a car. And (laughs) I mean, that just that led that lasted for the first four months. And she was on a singleness. She started feeling me before I ever started feeling her.
3: Mm -hmm. Because
1: I was just trying to build friendships. Like I don't know anybody here. I'm a cool dude. and And I'm being myself. And so um it's real safe, but I will say my story is a little uncon- un- unconventional. And this is just a, you know, this may be another question, but she, she like, let me know that she liked me first. Yeah. And that's okay. Here's why it's okay. As a man <laughs> tell <because> us. <laughs> you got to approach her. You got to do that, 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 that. We got yeah. way too many movies. We hear from way too many dudes. ain't never had a wife um, trying to tell us how to get one. Like what? <laughs> that's like a woman looking at a Lifetime movie, trying to hold a man down. He always dies. You're not going to hold him down. He's going to be dead before you get him. <laughs> and so, um, if women shoot their shot, it's just letting him know that you're interested. Yeah, It's not you taking over the relationship. Mm. I think that lie has been put out there. And it's like, she just let me know that she liked me. She also was like, I'm on sing singles fast, so I like the Lord more important. He more important <laughs> right now, so like, we got to stop yeah. kicking it. And I was like, That might, I literally started liking her like 15 days ago. Like to the day she told me she liked me, I liked her for a full 15 days, half a month (laughs) um, down to the day. And I was like, that, I like you too. I just started liking you. I'm going to let you finish out your little thing. It was like, it was November, um, November 18th. So I was like, I'm going to let you finish your thing. You do you and I'm going to do me. And when we come back, like we'll just, we'll talk about what happened. And it wasn't like, she was the man in the relationship. She just expressed genuine interest. And I did as well. And I may, I was a little reluctant to, because I already knew her situation. Mm. Or you can just be a little afraid of being, men get rejected a lot of time. It's just, we have to, we learn to grow up with like, yo, you're going to ask out 10 chicks you may get to Three of you real lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the reality. <laughs> and it's like, if we liked a woman and she told us, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know how many people or how many men liked the girl and never said anything. I know I've liked a lot of them and I've said nothing to a lot of them. Except maybe those two or three. And there are plenty more people who probably felt a mutual interest in me. But if she would have said something, that would have maybe made a difference. So I just mm. encourage don't be afraid to just say, hey, I think you're kind of cool, whatever. Bah, 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 bah. You ain't got to ask him out. You can just let him know. You, or you can just coffee. Everybody like coffee. I mean, I don't care for coffee. I like milkshakes. Let's go to Chick-fil-A, get these milkshakes. Everybody loves Chick-fil-A milkshakes. I don't know anybody who does it. It closed on Sunday, so you can't do it at the church. Or you going to find
0: somebody listening to this and be like, I don't like Chick-fil-A milkshakes.
1: <laughs> but <that> one person, <laughs> Starbucks is you, but star, I ain't got that Starbucks money. Um, so that's why I'm on Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's that's helpful because the goal is just how can you get your foot in the door? It's not yeah. how can you make it the whole long way. You may, She let me know. Four years later, I'm like, thank you, girl. That's the best. That's the best question you ever asked." <laughs> and so, um, it's but it's super helpful. I think yeah. it frees up men from all the pressure having to be on them. And I've had so many conversations with women asking, "Is it okay to tell him?" I'm like, "That's how we got here, bro. I'm like, yeah, mm. it, it works, and it gives. I think it gives women a sense of power. I think they feel powerless mm-hmm. just waiting for some guy to just swoop up." You can be like, "Hey, bro, we've been hanging out. Like, you know, do you see this going anywhere?" It could be a super casual conversation, and nine out of ten, he probably does like you. Like, if you're not a trash human, you might have a, you might have a man on the side who just been chilling. <laughs> he's been back, you know, just kind of like, "Ooh, how do I say it?" Because once you're friends, yeah, he's afraid of ruining it. Mm. you probably also are. There's a yeah. lot of feelings, and, and people are just afraid to move. So my girl she she bold i'm like, <laughs> i need that in my life because i was not bold but it, it worked out well
0: so i love that you said that because one that is one of the questions but also because i think this is kind of like a taboo type of situation because it's always like oh the men are supposed to pursue and they're supposed to go after what they want the woman all this stuff and even like people who aren't believers of course believe that as well And so I think it's interesting that you say that one, it takes the pressure off, but also that in a way like it's acceptable or even preferred, if you will. I don't know, Derek, what do do you
2: think? It's a good question. Um, (laughs) I think, I I honestly think it's a fine line. Um, I think expressing interest is different from pursuing. Um, Why? Because I think, it is the job of the man to pursue mm-hmm.
3: um
2: and i think honestly when i when i think about it i think most women do want to be pursued
3: yeah. which
2: i think expressing expressing interest can be something different but it's yeah. still up to him to make the decision of like whether whether or not he wants to pursue cuz it's mm. like honestly just like i feel like from and you can correct me if i'm wrong but from a woman's <laughs> perspective like yeah. you're valuable you know yeah. and you have worth and are 100%. beautiful and it's like you want you want a man to see that and to to, to go after that you yeah. know um so I think that is I think that's something really important and then I think like as a man um it's really a step of faith to like walk with your boys and you know take that that leap to yeah. pursue I feel like that's like something that's really like monumental or something that's, mm-hmm. um, really important in, in the life of a, of a man. And honestly, I, that I would, I would want every man to be able to experience and experience mm-hmm. that. And I feel like if the woman pursued, he gets, um, he doesn't get that chance. And yeah. that is a way in which like the relationship goes. We just want to make the distinction. Cause like for, for yeah. Jerry, like your situation it's, it seems like, like your your wife expressed interest but you still had to pursue you still had to get on one knee right you still had to um initiate the relationship and take it to where where uh it was going to marriage so I think just understanding like from and you can correct me if I'm wrong too but from what you said like you can express interest and Mm -hmm. like even position yourself around them because best believe I feel like men like they'll they'll let you know if they if they like you you know if it's a guy around you and y'all are like picking it y'all are like cool um and i feel like there's maybe at least a little inkling that you have of you know if he likes you or not because i I feel like guys don't really try to like intentionally get to know a girl if they don't like them in some way shape or form now some guys are just friendly um so (laughs) you got to kind of like discern that too but I, I, I really do think that like, you know, you can give him help as far as like expressing interest and putting yourself around him. But I would say leave the pursuit to him. Because yeah. I mean, understand like man, I, I I feel like most women want a man to pursue. Um and yeah. I honestly think they deserve that. So
1: yeah. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. I do want to clarify in light of what you said. All my wife said was, hey, I like you, but I'm on a sing this fast. So we kind of got to back up. Those were the only, that was, all she needed yeah. to say was, I like you. The rest of the sentence, I don't even think I remembered it. I think she told me that later, and that's why I was it. I heard, you like me? Boom, I like you too. And from there, I was yeah. the one starting the conversation. Let's get together. It was like, hey, I'm going to take you on this date. I have a lot of money. But I was, like, I'm gonna take you. I was like, I'm gonna go broke. You know, I was gonna have four cents <laughs> left in my PayPal account, but we was not even at that. Uh-huh. Um, and like, it's just like what you said. She's not per- She's not starting the pursuit, she's just yeah. expressing interest because, especially if you're in a new environment or you're just around a lot of attractive women, you may be looking at several different women and you, it may be you that he's really meant to be with but maybe he's not giving you that attention because he's like, Mm. who likes me? Like, who can I go with? And you just saying something may direct his attention. He's like, you know, I like this about you more than I like about any other person around here. I was tripping. It was you the whole time. (laughs) And like, legit, that was my situation. I was like, I'm new, I'm not, I wasn't, I'd never try to make my relationships great. Either like you, we either friends or we together. And so Mm. like what you were saying, not too many dudes are gonna be like really sweet on you, really kind of like showing you extra attention and be like, nah, girl, I just wanna be friends. Like, nah, I wanna be friends for the rest of our life. We have yeah. kids, that kind of friends. Um, like let's call it married. <laughs> 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 the best of friends. And so I think a lot of that um is just I think it's different. Traditional dating, I yeah. think in some of the, some of the the ways we've been taught. It's flawed. I think fundamentally it's just mm. there's some errors, there's some issues. Um, and I think this is gonna be a good platform to help people know that there are some better ways to have it been done.
0: Yeah. So is it safe to say both of y'all would agree that it is quote unquote appropriate for a woman to let you know that she's interested in you?
1: I would say yes. I, I think before you said, is it preferred? I don't know about preferred. I think yeah. it's it's acceptable. I okay. wouldn't, as a guy, I wouldn't want to go through life like, oh yeah, until a girl approaches me. Cause you may be single for a lot, forever, bro. Like that's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm an outlier. I, yeah. I am an outlier. I've only talked to my other single friends and been told yeah. them it's only because she said something. Um, I was definitely going to probably say something and then in January, and then when January came, I would have said maybe in March, then March when it came, and I feel like the next year, and then it's five years, and then just like inevitable kind of thing, so yeah. Acceptable. Definitely, sure. Okay. Well, do you I
2: think if you have enough evidence to go off of, (laughs) like, it's acceptable, and, uh, but again, not preferred. Um, Why? Because I think, I don't know, it's, for me, it's like once once you do express interest, like yeah. I'd rather you like show that you're interested, and like from there, like cause some some guys are oblivious. I'll be real.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I so low key. I don't, I was low key a little a, a little oblivious. But okay. I think I had at least the inkling to where it's like okay, I can make a decision, mm-hmm. versus where um, when you express interest, I feel like now it's up to the guy to 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 make a decision which is not necessarily a a a bad thing at all yeah but i think there just has to be evidence that you can that go go off of um so again Mm -hmm. i prefer because again i just i really feel like it's a it's a even like expressing interest and like being intentional is is important on the part of on a part of the guy but i I think it is acceptable
0: okay so, what would you consider a woman to like if she was showing interest? Of course, like you can tell someone that you're interested in them, like you guys both mentioned, but like, what would you consider a woman expressing that she's interested in you other than like
1: actually saying it? So, like, what are the signs that, yeah, as a man, I think a woman is saying she's interested? Yes, that, that oblivious dude he was talking about, that was me. Um, <laughs> so I'm not. Hundred percent sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would think. I, I mean, I was oblivious a lot. Okay. So, I'm. I'm gonna let him go, and I'm gonna think. That's gonna be.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I was a little bit oblivious too, but I think one proximity, like
3: mm-hmm.
2: in when when we were in the group setting, um, I think there was a lot of moments where, even though we're in a group we're close to each other and we were in proximity with each other. So sometimes I can be oblivious, but I am observant, you know? (laughs) Um, So I think that's, that's, that's one thing Two, I think just even like the way that y'all relate, I feel like you Mm -hmm. can kind of like tell if y'all are feeling each other, like just through the way that y'all relate. If it's like, if y'all really enjoy spending time with each other, I think Mm -hmm. the, the part that may me obl- oblivious to, to to everything though is like, because Jasmine she relates with people just well, um, yeah. And it's like she treats everyone like like truly like a genuine friend. So mm-hmm. I think that's where it, for me it was hard to kind of like notice like, uh, you know, is, yeah. is is it is it me or is she just like this with everyone? You right. know, um, because I didn't I didn't know that she liked me. She didn't know that I liked her. I would say um. I would say definitely like proximity like if mm-hmm. he's going out to stuff like even if it's something that you don't necessarily like um <laughs> just get to know what he likes right and I feel like yeah. being in the, in that in that proximity for sure and then also um I feel like she would ask if I was going out to stuff mm. um and I would ask if she was going out to stuff yeah. um so th- I think that that's another thing where it's like okay like Maybe this this person like they take note if you're not there. because uh, I took note if she wasn't if she wasn't um with the yeah. group. She took note if I wasn't with the group. So I think that's another thing of just like, oh, hey, are you coming out to this? That's a real subtle way of being like, like, I low key want you to be here. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I think that.
1: Um what you said about uh your girlfriend being really friendly to a lot of people. Exact same. Everybody loves Nisha. I'm just happy to be the one she decided to make. Like, I don't know how I hey. that, but I did it, praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, but I saw a lot of the similar things you were saying, but I think two things that stood out um, when we talked, specifically over text, I mean, not everybody talked on the phone, we talked on the phone, um, but we text a lot, and it wasn't mm. like, hey, how are you? It'd be like these long paragraphs, it's like, this is my life story, and like, you kind of want to match that, so like, if yeah. they're just, if they're actually like pulling out a little bit about themselves, like give a little bit of yourself, you kind of match that. And so we would have, I wouldn't say always like intense, but we were intentional in the conversation. Like yeah. the conversation would go on. We've been talking, we've been texting for like three, four days. I'm like, if you're, right. if you, if she's almost um like willing, like she was going to do something, but she like, oh, you going over here? Oh, actually I think I may go there. That's a really good sign because she's now making an intentional choice to be where you are, kind of being, yeah. yep. you what he was saying, the proximity, um, those, those things, I, I started to notice that, and I was mm-hmm. like, I think she likes, me. I told my best friend, I was like, so oh, I think this girl I've been hanging with, like, she's been picking me up in her car, I've given her no <laughs> gas <laughs> money, I'm also broke, but I, I have given her no <laughs> gas <laughs> money,
2: hey, yo,
3: <laughs>
1: and she's still picking you up, and she's still picking me up. I mean, I walked to her house, but we going to all the same places she would normally go. But still, she's asking for no gas money. My own homeboy's gas. I'm like, bro, Amy, no, we all broke. I didn't even got a car. Uh, I mean, she also had like a scholarship and a stipend. So she was bumming. Quick side note. I would take her out on dates and she had a $6,000 stipend. I'm like, bro, I would have been a Red Lobster on you. <laughs> Yo. I'll make it up in the future when I'm working, but Red Lobster? We all here, little seasons, trying to make a date. <laughs> but yeah. um, back to the back to the story. Uh, just <laughs> being intentional, and uh, we had yeah. like just, and sometimes that's hard to have like consistent conversation with someone over text because yeah. if you let the text message go in red for like six seven hours, I'm like the next time I text you, we're probably not picking up that conversation. Yeah. But we, she would definitely hit me back. And it'd be like a response to everything that I said and it would go on for so long. And it was like, man, I just enjoy talking to you like in person or over text. And sometimes I feel like it doesn't always translate well. Mm -hmm. Um, So just like genuinely, I just love that we can talk. Like to this day, we just be in the, It's our ride to a radio. We will not listen to the radio. Like I don't even know what a radio is. We be talking and talking and talking and laughing and talking and just like, yeah, but it started back then knowing that she was a good conversationalist. Because mm. I want to, I want to have my mind stimulated. You don't have to be a genius. Mm-hmm. I just need you to have something good that can continue the conversation. No one wants to have that conversation, like, ha ha. <sighs> and every millisecond of that pause, it's like, oh my God, it's over. I missed like <laughs> <laughs> and I had to learn that like it's okay to not talk every second of the day.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um and so I just I learned that there was balance and that even in that quiet moment, it gave mm-hmm. her a moment to process what I was saying so that yeah. she can respond intelligently and not just react to whatever came out. Yeah.
3: That's
2: that's really good. Can I I'm gonna piggyback yeah. off of that because I, I remember I was, uh, I was asking one of the, uh, I don't know if you know Malcolm. Um, yeah. Malcolm Loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember asking him um just like, you know, a little bit about how him and Cassidy got together because they were, yeah. uh, they met at the school of campus ministry too. And I remember him saying like, yeah, I remember kind of like at the end of the school, I realized there hadn't been a day where we hadn't texted each other.
3: Mm-hmm. and like a light
2: bulb went off in my head and i'm like hmm, i feel like <laughs> we've been testing each other this whole time you know and that was another thing where it's like literally like the conversation just keeps going and y'all like mm-hmm. like jerry said y'all enjoy talking to each other um and even in those moments where like it is like y'all aren't talking it's like there's still like peace yeah. you know um and it's not like y'all are not putting on y'all are not trying to like perform or anything but it's just like the conversation just it just flows naturally, and when there yeah. are pauses, like y'all are still cool because y'all are just still like comfortable in each other's presence, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Um. So I th- I think that was really big for me too. Um. So yeah, when he said that, I'm like, yeah, that's that's for sure. I'm I'm curious though if I could ask you uh, a question, Bree, because yeah? I feel like <laughs> for guys, um, mm-hmm. we. When we spend like time like intentional time trying to get to know a girl, I feel like it's because we like her
3: mm-hmm.
2: um I don't is it the same for for uh for 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 women all right so yeah. um all of the stuff that kind of like we talked about like driving somebody someplace every day, <laughs> you know like is that something that women will do for even a guy that they don't like
0: i mean I wouldn't um. <laughs> <laughs> It takes being intentional and it takes effort. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't mean that much to me, like, even as a friend, like, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm not going out of my way. I'm not like, oh, let me just go do this. Like, I have to genuinely care about the person. And mm. so I think it goes both ways. Like, I think, Jerry, you said that your pastor said that proximity breeds intimacy. And so it's like, yeah, like, if I like you, I want to be around you. Like, I want to, like, build that friendship, build that relationship. And so, like, if you're somewhere, I'm going to be there. I mean, I might, I mean, me personally, I'm not going to be right all up on you, next to you. But (laughs) I'll be at the place. Like, I'll be around. I'll talk to you. Like, we'll connect and stuff like that. So I think it's very similar. I think it's just, like, I don't know. I think just as people sometimes we're, like, very unsure, like on both yeah. sides. And so it kind of just is like, oh well, I don't know, maybe, or I don't know. Is this it? Is that it? And then like nobody ever does anything. And so it's kind of just like it's yeah. It it dies.
2: Do you feel like it's a difference between um like just that friend and then somebody like you're interested in? Or is it like pretty much the same?
0: What do you mean? Like just a regular like, guy friend?
2: Yeah. So, like, cause you can care, you can care for a a guy yeah. friend, and like, you know, really, uh, like, I just keep using the same thing. You're <laughs> like driving from place to place. Um, yeah. but what's the distinction between like just a guy friend that you really do care for, yeah. versus someone that like you're interested in?
0: I think like I would be more willing to go out of my way to continue doing it because I want to get to know them more. I think with a guy friend like it would be like oh like I mean I could pick you up but like if there's another way would you consider Mm -hmm. (laughs) like doing that but it wouldn't be as continuous
1: that money on that point Nisha definitely told me if I didn't like you I would have told you to ride the bus <laughs> I was like, Dang, Dang that, that, there it is. I'm glad, glad he was feeling it, boy. I would have been real skinny walking all right. around here. Right.
0: I would have been like, oh, can you like meet me at said place? Like I'm not about yeah. to drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything in
2: Harrisonburg only like five, seven minutes away anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like the thing you want is always on the other side of the really long circle. Uh, There's no okay. cut through. You gotta go all the way around. Yeah, yeah. All, all the good stuff was on the top of the hill, and I lived at the bottom. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, and it's it's like four it's four degrees outside. Come on, bro. It's <laughs> always an it's always an ice storm. Like right? always, you you'll never want McDonald's until there's like ten inches of snow. And they're like, you know, what I do want a Big Mac right now <laughs> at
0: this very moment. In fact, that's what exactly, I want. You
3: know what
1: I'm saying? A McFlurry sounds real good right like <laughs> now. Four degree weather, what? <laughs> I mean we're like you're eating this out McDonald's. By the time you get back to the house, it's high school. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one that's
0: kinda of along the same lines, but a little, I guess, more nuanced. How long after dating does it take to know she's and I hate this terminology, but she's the one?
2: Mm. <laughs> Noises but no let, real answers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so.
2: I'll let the married man go first. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. How how long did it take? I have a rule. I want to okay. see you in all four seasons. Yes. Um, a practical reason: seasonal depression is a real thing. Um, yeah. for Some people, as the weather changes, their actual mood changes. Mm-hmm. Also, I just like to see. I think a year is a a legit period of time. Like I've been with you for a while. You can fake it maybe yeah. two three months. You're not fit to, you're not fit to <laughs> fake it seven months in like. All right. If you don't like me, like you, you sick of me now. Like, I'm, I'm now yeah. comfortable around you. I made mean, like, you know, when you first together, you, don't, you don't even want to like sneeze too hard around him, you know. <laughs> like, and then like, by seven months, you let out a fart, and it's just like, it is what it is. Like, like this is okay. <laughs> and so at that point, like, I think the my dad always called it the representative. Like, like you put on your best, mm. your best self. And at some point, you. It's not that you're faking, but you do want to put on like the best version of you that you have but at some point right. you begin to relax and you're not trying to prove yourself anymore mm-hmm. you are just being yourself and I'm like if you can still like this we can make yeah. this work and so yeah. I always thought a year was a good enough time period um, mm. to know I think for di- I do think as you get older you should be a better judge of character so if I'm yeah. like 32 in about full five months I just I know who you are let's get it Like Mm. we we are more put together people until a man is 25. I think his his frontal love is not developed. (laughs) developed. And just sometimes even in women, I think the age of maturity for the generation has changed. I mean, at 21, Mm. 22, I was like, I I can survive on my own, but I wasn't as mature as I am now. And like, I see my old self and I'm like, man, he need to, you you like him because he needed work. (laughs) I mean, a lot of it. <laughs> um, and so um, I think, it, I think for if you're a little older, you should know sooner. But if you're still young, you got time. You got somebody. Take the yeah. time, do a year, and enjoy it. Um, there is a danger of going too fast and going too far. You don't want to be like, oh, I know him for thirty days. We get married tomorrow. You know what? <laughs> thirty day fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't you don't want that because he he may like have some craziness about them that you just haven't been able to see yet.
3: And that's right. actually
1: why I think the year thing is it's like, I want to wait long enough to make sure you're not a serial killer. I didn't think that you right. were, but I gotta be <laughs> sure, because I don't want to be on the victim. list. like, <laughs> I don't. It's just like, as long as I know you're a good person and I've seen you in so many different aspects, and it's not yeah. a short time where you can change to be a different person, I think a year is fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, I don't know if I can answer the question necessarily because <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not married. Um, yeah. but I think what I will speak to is like, cause I'm in a long distance relationship, which is mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, so I think those take honestly more time because yeah. y'all are not in the same place. Y'all are not in the same space. Um, y'all are not interacting with each other, uh, yeah. in the same space like physically every day so i think it's a for 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 us it's been a little bit um a little bit more extended now i did get a chance to see how she is for two months in a physical space right right um but that was before we were dating and the way you relate you know it's different you know, when you're dating It it is different um so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but I do think that it, it is, um, if anyone is, like, doing long distance, um, I think it, it just takes intentionality. It takes mm-hmm. um, each and every few months or even every month being able to, like, see each other in person, um, relate with each other in person. I know um, I've got a chance to go out to Houston and meet her community um, and get to know them. She's gotten a chance to come to D.C. and get to know my community um, yeah. and, like, really uh, get to know each other and see like each other in our own context.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so it's, it's 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 been different. Um, and I feel like it, you navigate it different than you would like just dating someone like in like in your immediate community and like yeah. in person. So yeah, I wouldn't say I'd be able to speak on it, but um, for all the people that are open to long-distance <laughs> relationships.
3: Um,
0: oh, would you say, better uh, be an advocate.
2: Just, all right. You gotta gotta be intentional. You gotta be intentional.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So we're gonna switch off the topics of relationship now. So the next question is a two-parter. So one, how would you define toxic masculinity? And two, how do you combat
1: it? Mm, mm. Really good question. Um <laughs> if your mama gave you weapons, you probably not gonna be toxic. She probably beat it out. My mama was like, what well, we not gonna do in it here is be like that. Um uh but on the real, if that's not your that's not your life, it is, it's not I never had to deal with that. How would I define toxic masculinity? I'm trying to think of a real good definition because like mm-hmm. media is just like I'm thinking about all like the, you know the memes I've seen. I think if your idea of being a man is being a boy, that's toxic. Because mm-hmm. little boys play with little girls. But a grown woman, she doesn't need to babysit you. Yeah. She needs a man who, she, who can stand next to her.
3: If you can't mm. do that,
1: you're toxic. And I think I think the word toxic may be kind of what's stopping people. Because okay. sometimes you don't know the poison because it's slow. Yeah. He doesn't beat you upside your forehead, but he tears down <laughs> your character and your demeanor. So mm. though, although you never put his hands on you, he has destroyed the value. That's a slow toxicity. That takes a long time before you realize, man, I don't even love myself and value myself. Or wow. I've allowed him to redefine what value is to me. That's, that's yeah. That sense of toxicity can take a long time. But that's something that a real man who would know how to value you and add value to you
3: mm-hmm. would know
1: because he's not a little boy. He's a grown man. And I think that we have to begin to hold men as how how I combat it, hold other men to that standard. Don't just allow him to treat women any other way. Like, yeah, yo, that's not how we do it. And you mean, like, if he's your boy, you can check him in a different way than, you know, some dude out in the street. But if I see something happening, you can say something. I'm not saying go out your way, you know, do something crazy, but say yeah. something about it because maybe, maybe nobody's actually said something to him. Some men have grown up But this is how my mom and my dad related. So Mm. this is all I've ever seen, and so I don't actually know what it means to honor and treat a woman. And so, in that way, you could, you actually could be helping him, and come beside people like. Put your relationship on display, I think, is another really great way. I think a lot of people are guarded about their relationship. They're like, you know, I don't want people to know there's a Mm. sense of secrecy. And I'm not saying be an open door and a wide open box about everything. But there are a lot of keys. Like, other couples have walked this road before and they've done it successfully. Right. Learn from them because I got my friends who are single or newly in relationships Learning from me. My little four years ain't nothing. I know mm. cats been made like sixty, seventy. I'm like, did I not made at five, but they they they've been <laughs> made a, they've been made way longer than I've been alive. Like they're double yeah. my lifetime. Just mm. thinking. And I mean my parents, 31 years. I'm 28. They, they've been made longer than I've been breathing air. Like yeah. that's crazy to think about, but they've been a union longer than I've been my heart's been beating. There's a lot yeah. to learn from that. And I my dad consistently poured out good wisdom to me so now that i have a wife i'm I'm learning and i'm remembering things and i think Mm. just sharing it like they say it takes a village to raise a child i think it takes a village to sustain a marriage and don't Mm. do it in in just me i'm talking to i'm talking to people who are on the same level they've been married two three years I'm, i'm always finding people who are married for a long long time i'm talking to people who got divorced yeah what did you do wrong a or b what would you have done different because i don't want to be on the same side of the table talking to somebody because i'm divorced Mm. i want to avoid that i can learn from the mistakes of those before me and i think you have to you have to really want to be better some Mm. people don't want to be better they just want to stay where they are and that's okay you can mold by yourself but i'm trying to grow you get moldy and do what you want to do let the fuzz grow in you but i'm trying to go places you yeah. I'm trying to take my wife with me. I'm trying to take a generation of men with me as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think another layer of toxic masculinity is like this hyper-masculinity where like okay. you have mm-hmm. to be the savior of all things and all things on yeah. your shoulder. No, nah, no, that's okay. Like women, yeah. although the Bible says they're the weaker vessel, my wife can do a whole lot, Okay. <laughs> Um, um, And it's not just the typical thing. I cook. My wife does not cook. I did not marry her because she can get on the stove. I (laughs) marry her because she can pray. Like I'm Uh like, if you can pray me out, that's all I need. I got a lot of other good stuff. I can cook, but if I'm going through and Satan beating me up, I need somebody to come behind him with the "Mm -mm." (laughs) I need that. Because I may be having a bad day or off day. Making sure you got a woman who has your back and not thinking that you are the end and beginning of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Because
1: that type of masculine never lets you, never lets you be weak, so that she feels empowered to help you, and it also allows you to know that all the stress does not rest solely on you because she's supposed to right. be your companion, your best friend, not just your sidekick. But like she's got you, she, you got her front, and she got your back, and like so we talked about back to back. You know, like in an army movie, like I look this way, you look this way, and it's, it's like if we're both doing that. Can't nobody sneak up on us, mm-hmm. and so we gotta have each other's back, regardless. And that gives a woman a sense of place. Now this is like she knows I can do this for my man, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I got my girl over here. I, I got you. You ain't gotta worry about that. And we have established those roles so well, but it starts in dating. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't just start in marriage. It starts in dating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a real issue. It's bad out here. I'll be playing for y'all because it's, just, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> it, it, it's bad at you, but yeah. um, it's worth it. When you find the one that's worth it, but take some time. It does.
2: When I think toxic masculinity, there's a bunch of things that go through my mind. Um, okay. And I think Jerry touched on some of them. Like, one, as a man, you're prideful and you don't want to ask for help, you don't want to yeah. accept help, and you got to figure it all out on your own. Uh, and you're not a man if you can't figure it all out. Um, I think of like, you know, that, that, that old saying, like real men don't cry. Yeah. Um, where it's like emotions are for, are for the, for the weak. Like you can't show emotion. You can't process emotion. You got to keep this tough macho exterior, um, Mm -hmm. this hard exterior and just be like a stone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, um, I think of putting your your worth and your value in either the amount of women that you get or yeah. the relationships that you have or even like the materials that you have like you've got your mm-hmm. own house car you're getting money and stuff like that um yeah. I think all of that is uh is 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 toxic masculinity mm. why because all of it comes down to either something that's just like super super selfish or it's out of something that you can attain so it's like Mm. if you lose that stuff like if that stuff is defining your manhood when you lose that stuff well who really are you right you know yeah it's just crazy to see and you know experience and i've i I mean i've experienced it too um where you have that idea of like what it is to be a man or what masculinity is um Mm. and it really it honestly is it's it's crazy because that stuff destroys families. It destroys right. um, you know, relationships between a father and their and their kids. Um, at yeah. least behind a string of broken women, right? Um, mm. that feel used and abused. I think there's just so there's so much just hurt that comes out of it. Um mm-hmm. and that's that's just the hurt that comes from like other other people not even to mention the yeah. hurt that comes from like like the person that is actually like doing all of that right right um because most of the times those are the most insecure insecure guys
3: mm, um, and yeah. they're
2: the ones that's hurting the most and they they, they look to feel a need through um all of this stuff or try to like build up this image to where they they can feel some type of control or feel powerful because they yeah. really feel weak yeah, it's that's what I would like. All of that is what I would put into toxic masculinity. Yeah. And how do we, how do we, uh, combat that? I think you have to, you have to look at Jesus. Jesus really shows, um, what it means to, um, to be a man. Like he wept, he processes emotions. Yeah. Um, he cared for people, he was both firm and unwavering but gentle mm-hmm. and compassionate um wow. you know he's the the lion of judah but also the lamb of god so you see this this yeah. perfect dichotomy of just like the the power that he has but also the the the, the gentleness and the um the the nurture that he is too so i think looking to jesus always is how you can toxic masculinity because like when you follow Jesus and you're around other people that other men that are walking with Jesus they'll call mm-hmm. you about on it like bro you're yeah. being prideful right now Yeah. um hey like the 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 way you're relating to women as Jerry was saying like it's not cool like not cool at all and I think following mm-hmm. Jesus um and being around other men that fought that follow Jesus and that can hold you accountable and mm-hmm. keep you in check is the way that you combat it. Cause I mean, the people that don't have the Holy Spirit, they I mean it ain't no conviction coming from on, on, on there. <laughs> like just to be real.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so I think that's that that's the first thing. To even want to come out of to yeah. even want to combat toxic masculinity, there has to be a level of um like God just moving and working in your life to even be able to want to do that. And then I think because a lot of times we we think of we think of that as an image, but there's also I think another end of the spectrum where like the the nice guy, where it's like you wouldn't necessarily like look at that as toxic
3: masculinity, but
2: mm-hmm. in the same way that person can use that to manipulate to draw wow. people in, yeah. um and really just like maneuver and really do the same things but in a different like like in a different way. Because it's all the stuff I described before, we kind of like have a picture of like, oh, it's this guy. Right. But it can also be on the other end of the spectrum. So it doesn't have mm. necessarily just one image. And both both can do can do real harm.
0: Absolutely. Wow. That's really good. Now you're I good. Was, I was Please. thinking of
1: like a what's a good like you know tagline. I was thinking, I think toxic masculinity in like a single sentence, is any value that a man places on himself at the expense of others. Mm. So if it hurts others, if it devalues wow. others, if it rejects others so that he can feel accepted, that's yeah. Because it, yeah. I really think the heart of toxic masculinity is self-exaltation. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I have to be yeah. the greatest and the best and I don't really care what happens to you as long as I get there. Mm. I think that's really the heart of it
0: yeah destroying everything in your path to get to where you're trying to go so I have two more questions so the next one is what is your relationship
1: with rest Uh, I used to say uh sleep when I die (laughs) there you go please and I, and, and I just listened to a song. He was like, sleep when I died. I was like, you know what? Let's get it. And I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was trying to be on my ground. Had, things had to get done. Um, But man, uh, just talking about, you say rest. I, I always think about it in terms of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says that Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And yeah. for a lot of people, that was an excuse to say, woohoo. Uh, like never, <laughs> never having a season of rest, just going, going, going. Yeah. Um, but honestly, man, just taking the time to pause, just to like, whew, it don't have to be forever. Um, I think 2020 was a, a season of rest for everybody. I don't Same care way. how restless you were, you was no to rest. <laughs> you couldn't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't go nowhere. You could maybe go to your living room, your front porch. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think a healthy relationship with rest um, just thinking about science, sleep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the poster boy for rest. Bet money <laughs> I'm going to be up at 2 a.m. playing that, Like, it's just me. <laughs> or watching, you know, something on Hulu. But yeah. um, honestly, science talks about how rest gives your brain a chance, your body a chance to heal itself. That's why if you're mm. sick or in the hospital, people tell you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because your body has this amazing thing that when you turn off, it turns on in a different way. They can begin to heal and repair you. I think rest is so important because we weren't, we're not inexhaustible. Yeah. We come to a point where your body will shut down on you. Absolutely. If you don't want to go to bed, it's all right. Like little crying babies who can't get to sleep, oh, keep on crying. Bad money, your body can be like, okay, I'm not. It's (laughs) it's going to shut down on you and it's going to force you to rest. Yeah. Um, to think that we are above god he was like i've done well i'm a y'all go ahead um and i listened to a theologian he said we're all technically within the seventh day Hmm. god 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 is still resting he he's good he he made everything he said it was good and now he's resting in what he created and sometimes i think This is go, go, go mentality. You got to make a million by tomorrow. You got to be on this next big thing. I need somebody with a go-getter mindset. And those things have its place. But I think that they have been elevated so much that you have to have this work effort that really doesn't stop. You hear a lot of the music. I'm always in the studio. I'm never, I'm always working. I'm like, bro, you was, you was (laughs) chilling in like the malls last week. Stop, go home. Go home. We know you can't. It's all right. (laughs) So um, I think A benefit of rest, Mm -hmm. because I always used to see rest as a downside. I'm like, I but I could be doing, um, I could also be in an early grade because I didn't rest. Mm -hmm. Because you don't give your body a chance to heal itself, to slow down, to repair. Also, you don't actually get the opportunity to enjoy the fruits of your labor. If if you're a chef, I've I've cooked a lot of times in like restaurants. I made a lot of really good meals, but I never ate them because I was on the line and I was consistently working. Make it go, make it go. Yeah, I didn't get the time to enjoy that. But when I'm at home and I make a meal, I get to rest afterwards and enjoy the fruit of my labor. Yeah, you you're working to an end, and although I'm not at the end goal I want to be personally, yeah. there are always little pit stops along the way. And I think that you can utilize rest in those ways to enjoy what you have done so far. Enjoy where you made it. People don't take vacations. And I'm like, bro, we took a vacation every year as a kid. It may have only been to like wow. the beach or to grandma's house in another state, but it yeah. was an intentional time. My parents took off and we were out of school and they made sure that we enjoyed the time that we have together. Um, yeah. I think another that brings up another topic of rest when when you decide to rest, like as my dad decided to rest, it allowed the entire family to rest. Hmm. So it may not only be beneficial for you, it may be beneficial for those who are dependent upon you. Yeah. So me and my wife went on a cruise. That was one of the best vacations we ever had. We took a whole week off work. We never took a whole week off work. <laughs> only think we had jobs we had PTO before. <laughs> so that <laughs> was an option. It's like you're gonna be broke. Um, but uh <laughs> We took yeah. that intentional time, and we still like, man, I ain't got to look at the videos because it's still so fresh. Like, <laughs> man, that that moment, like we were so refreshed yeah. coming back. And I think that those who never give themselves an opportunity, they may only be thinking about the things that they could be missing out of, but mm-hmm. maybe they haven't tapped into the things that rest could have rewarded them with.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, I think. For me, um, I have a complicated relationship with rest. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'm a workaholic by any means. Um, yeah. But I do know, like, especially in our culture in America, like, we have this, like, busy culture where we yeah. always have to be doing something at every single point. So when I was in college, I did a whole bunch of things, multiple positions in a relationship. And I realized that, like, Literally, like, if you do not rest, you will drown in all the things that you have going on.
1: Absolutely.
2: Point blank blank, period. I realized that just not only just, like, resting, like, one moment of, like, okay, I do all of this, and then I take this time to rest. But, like, how? what does it look like to develop a lifestyle of rest? Because what I would see happen is, like, I'm working pretty much in just in survival mode for a long time. And then when I, when I finally get the chance to rest, I am like, just like vegetating. And even the quality <laughs> of my rest is not good, yeah. you know? And I'm still, I'm still growing in this, honestly. um, I've had to be intentional about like, okay, what does rest even look like to me? Yeah. Um, what's the, what's a good quality of rest? Um, am I resting? um in god or am i just like
3: mm-hmm. watching
2: netflix you know um am i getting rest for my soul like am i taking mental rest because yeah. i could not be doing nothing but my mind can still be racing right. in a whole bunch of different places um and for me i need mental rest too so i would say i'm still figuring it out honestly yeah. um i do uh i do take take my sabbath for sure um but i think even like the quality of rest that i that i um that i want and that i need um is still growing and like what that looks like for me. Um yeah. and how to to rest in God during those during those days. Um especially since me, like, I'm an introvert. So <laughs> I need rest. I know my capacity just like very well. Um, yeah. And I get drained from from a lot of things. Um mm-hmm. and I think understanding that and not feeling bad about that honestly and understanding like, okay, how do I care for myself knowing And being aware of myself, what is it like for me to rest, develop a lifestyle of rest where I have energy for the things that I do want to do. So it's been a it's been a process of just figuring (laughs) it all out, honestly.
0: No, I think that that's real, because I feel like even learning what rest is and what it means to you is different in every season. And even like in that, like you kind of touched on it a little bit, Derek, like there's different types of rest, like physical rest, emotional, mental. Um, I don't remember all the different types but I think I was reading this like article or something and there's so many different types of rest and they're all equally important because they make up us in our totality and like what we need that is directed towards each aspect of like our lives. And so I think a lot of times people think about rest like in just solely like the physical but like you can get rest physically but still be like emotionally or mentally tired and it's like are you really taking the time to take care of yourself in that way that you have the rest to be able to do what you need to do because like you can sleep for eight plus hours and still wake up and be like did I even sleep did I rest and that might not have been the rest that you needed
1: if I can comment on that since <clears throat> yeah everyone here in, in the ministry context mm-hmm. um there ain't nothing like having to pour out for people for Jesus yeah. and being entire bro. <laughs> it's like yo, if I gotta prophesy with one more person. I'm gonna pass out mid prophesy. Like, <laughs> That's the <laughs> end. The end I mean, of the prophecy. Like the the go read the 66 books. There's something in there. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> need a word every week. Have you read your Bible every day though? Come on man. Um he got way more than I got. There's tons of new stuff in there. You ain't never a happy Just go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but I, I know you I knew you'd skip past that when you spoke. Just go ahead, bro. He got something for you too. Uh, <laughs> but um even in that, mm-hmm. I think about Jesus. The most spiritual person there was.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, even he took moments intentionally to rest. Um, because there really is a like a it's physically draining. Like yeah. you don't run off just pure spirit energy or anything. Like it is. It is it is draining physically. Sometimes it's emotionally draining, especially yeah. if you were moved in a moment of compassion or um yeah. felt the the heart of God, and that allowed you to move into this moment. I'm um, even yeah. just to counsel people, care for people, walk through them through a, a positive or negative situation. That is draining, and I think about. If you don't rest, you won't be able to do that well.
3: Yeah. And you yeah. may
1: not even have enough for yourself. I remember a preacher, um, he was just confessing, like sometimes if he did not rest after a sermon, it mm. was an open door for the enemy to attack them because he gave up everything yeah. and he just didn't have anything left to even yeah. like defend his soul with. And I was like, man, like I'm I would never think about that. And but just yeah. like even rest um like how, do you rest enough like you know you're losing yeah. energy do you have enough for when you go home mm. Do you have enough for yourself yeah are mm. you spending so much of your everything that you don't have enough rest to just sit with you
3: yeah
1: and for some people that may be a horrific thought because they haven't even dealt with the things in, the, in their own selves that when they rest that's actually probably the most afraid place they are because they're still mm. dealing with within themselves. And so for some people, the rest may actually be feeling like they've been arrested because wow. of what's really going mm. on with themselves. So rest, I Just as you, as you begin to talk, I would just beginning to think, I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. I mean, I agree though. My, my relationship with rest is complicated. It's <laughs> It's complicated because I'm yeah might be up playing Madden and like I just I got it I just I, just, I got a new game it's gonna be a real tough matchup uh, but I just upgraded one of my players um, so you know, or you you get caught in a good Netflix series and I'm like I look at my wife and I'm like yeah it's only twelve we can watch another <laughs> <right>. episode <laughs> I know I got to go to work tomorrow but if I'm like thirty minutes late they're not gonna say nothing and then you begin to like. I'm not getting paid to watch none of this. The I'm excuses for the rest. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So I mean I, I can I can say some good things, but I'm also yeah. like looking at myself. I'm like, oh yeah, remember that when you go home time. Because yeah. it really is necessary.
0: Okay. So last question. It's a little bit of a fun one. So what's one question that you always wanted to ask a woman but never have? I love how you guys are just pondering. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I'm wondering whether or
1: not my question like I don't I don't want to waste it on something silly, you know what I'm saying? I got one shot. Right. I gotta use this well. Um, <laughs> I'm also trying to think, do I do 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 I just want to be nosy about woman life? Um, <laughs> or do I really just want to help other people with this question, you know? Right. <laughs> I got a good question. Okay. This is the question I was like, should I ask that question? But of course I'm gonna ask it. I feel like other men would ask this question. What would make a good woman stay with a trash dude?
3: Mm.
1: Like everybody <laughs> who's ever seen him was like, he trash, bro. Like, come on, <laughs> you saw him when he first asked you out. Like, you was like, he trash. And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> like is, was that it? Was, was it just that? Like, was Jay's right. really not good? Like, I no, he... I'm not always on Jay's, but like, if like, are we equal? Like, did he we, did catch you at a good day? Like, what happened? Like, it's been three years now since. So like, come on. <laughs> He's but y'all not going nowhere. <laughs> so oh, and that's I a good question.
2: That's a good question. That is a good question. Ah uh, there's so many different ways I could go with this question. Um dang. There's so many different ways I could go with this question. Ah, uh, where do I want to go? Pick the
0: spiciest way. Uh, <laughs> it's a good idea, the spiciest way.
1: <laughs>
2: you know what? I I would the question I would ask is like I mean I'm I'm not a father right yeah but I can imagine that like carrying a baby for nine months
3: yeah
2: seeing that baby born and you, y'all put in all the effort honestly <laughs> Keep the buck y'all put in all the effort all the like y'all go through all the experiences yeah it's like it's a it's a very like just very intense and involved like moment and period of time for y'all. Um, yeah. So I would want to ask just like, one, how is that process for you and really like understand mm-hmm. like what it is that like y'all are walking through when y'all are having a baby. Um, yeah. And then like all of that and just like that moment of when y'all actually like, it, it actually happens and y'all delivered a baby. And it's yeah. like how all that experience is for y'all. One, I feel like because I desire to be a husband, I desire yeah. to be a father. And I feel like understanding that in its totality allows me to grow closer with, with my future wife.
3: Mm. Um, yeah.
2: So that would be my question. Like, <laughs> how is it like the whole process, yeah. being pregnant, um, delivering the baby? Like, how do y'all feel? Like the whole gambit of it like just wanted to know y'all's experience that's what i that's what my question would be
0: man y'all are insightful like these are some really good questions and just all the things that we talked about like y'all are wise honored to know you to do life with you
3: glad to be here hopefully i can come (laughs) back to you know
0: that's it for this episode of the influence podcast thank you so much for listening be sure to use hashtag influence when talking about the podcast on social media give us a rate and follow me on instagram and tiktok at the brianna monet until next time deuces